Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by co-host and audio engineer, Aaron Keller. And today we have the Chris's of Fisheries. It's Chris Crookshank, staff specialist located here in headquarters. And Chris Urquhart with a K, Chris with a K. Um, you are a fisheries biologist and you oversee Topaz, which we have an opening coming up. Yes, so January 1st, that will open for the general fishing season, and um, it's pretty popular. Trout fishery, especially in January, um, so we encourage everybody to get out and And that's go New fishing. Year's Day. It Why is. not spend the day fishing, and what a body of water to yeah. go spend it on. Yeah, it's a beautiful lake, and especially this time of the year, you get a lot of snow on the mountains, and there's lots of really pretty water to be had out there. And uh, it's a big lake, so there's plenty of room for everybody. And it doesn't freeze over, correct? Not generally, no. It's it's big enough water, and it's situated next to the mountains such that it um, it gets enough wind, and it's warm enough, and it's big enough that it generally doesn't ice over. No, so you can you can fish it in January and February when a lot of the other waters do get really cold, and it's hard mm -hmm. to fish. And uh, then you still get those beautiful snow-capped mountains mm -hmm. and lake views. Absolutely. So, and weather can be an issue sometimes out there in January. Um, we've had snowstorms come through and other things that kind of can hinder fishing operations. But for the most part, it's it's a well-attended opener as far as state, um, you know, fisheries go. And usually the fishing's pretty good out there. You know, they we see regularly people catching their limits and, and nice fish. You know, we're averaging, I think they're... Last year we averaged about 14 inches on most of the fish and some get up to 16 and we even usually get some over the 20 inch uh, mark every year. And you mentioned trout mm -hmm. and what other fish are people catching? So I was going to throw in real quick that <laughs> uh, for those people that aren't familiar with Western Nevada, the Topaz Lake o opener on January 1st is sort of a longstanding tradition. Uh, I mean, people have been doing mm -hmm. it for generations after generations and... There's this whole segment of society that uh, spends their New Year's Eve and New Year's Day at Topaz Lake. And uh, I know the lodge down there usually it has a lot of festivities and whatnot. It's just a, it's a great way to spend the New Year. How fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. And probably less chaotic than Tahoe. Or downtown <laughs> Not Reno. Not to bash Tahoe. <laughs> or, <laughs> still, yeah. or the Strip in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So come to Topaz. Check it out. Yeah, I got a buddy that's he spent January 1st. I think most of his whole life at Topaz, yep. every January 1st. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We see a lot of the same people out there, and there's lots of campfires and lots of barbecues and lots of fish, lots of smiles. People enjoy it, and they're, they're braving the conditions out there sometimes, too. It's pretty cold, and people are still smiling, so I guess it's all right. That means it's it must be really fun, then, if it's that cold right. and they're still happy. So, um, And then, so fish. We were saying um, there's trout and what other fish could people catch out there? So the other main fishery for that lake is uh, smallmouth bass, which are becoming a bigger part of the sport fishery out there. Um, they started showing up about five, 
you know, even 10 years ago, and their populations have been expanding ever since, and we're seeing more and more people utilize that fishery later in the spring, April-ish, May, all the way through till September when the, when the lake closes, um, and they're doing really well. You know, people can, people that have it figured out who have spent some time out there can usually pick out a limit for the day, and, uh, and there's fish up to five pounds, which is a pretty big smallmouth. Nice. Um, so there's, there's some nice fish to be had out there. And the smallmouth fishery out there, I think, is still a somewhat underutilized resource at Topaz Lake. There's still not a lot of people um, that know that there's smallmouth there. And even statewide, we don't have a whole lot of waters with smallmouth bass in them. And it's, it's somewhat of a novelty. But those anglers that have keyed into the smallies at Topaz um, report that it's it's some of the best smallmouth bass fishing in the West. It it's can be really dynamite. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most people know topaz for the trout then? Yes. Yeah, that, that's been historically the main fishery out there has been rainbow trout. We do have uh, bow cuts and we do um, also stock tiger trout and other species in there. But the rainbow trout fishery is what it has been most known for throughout its history. So people can get out there multiple times a year, try out the trout fishing and then go later for the bass fishing. Yeah, Absolutely. And that may be a good time to mention, um, right now, the season goes through September 31st. Yeah, the end of September. And then it's closed from October through December. Um, There's a couple of reasons for that. One is um, the consistency of regulations um, across state lines. It is an interstate water with California, um, which, you know, we can talk about the licensing needs for that. But as long as you have a Nevada fishing license, you can fish anywhere on the Nevada side and in anywhere in the lake. Um, but there's also the uh, put, grow, and take management strategy that we employ at the lake um, allows us to stock fish in October. Um, most of our trout get stocked, you know, in October, November, and we stock up to uh, some years it's been almost 80,000 fish in there. I think we've put a little over 50,000 so far this year into the lake prior to the season. So we put them in. They're allowed to roam around the lake, get wild, you know, separate themselves from the hatchery environment, get on a more natural diet, um, and then grow a little bit too. They usually put on an inch or two of growth in the fall before people catch them after we stock them. So, uh, and then they're ready to go for, for the opener and they, they end up schooling up and swimming around in big piles. So you'll see the, the schools swim around the bank, fishermen, especially everybody will be catching, you know, fish down the bank as this school moves through and then it'll slow down. So, it's kind of a fun Very thing to cool. see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a couple of the reasons for the closure. But in people could actually have their say right now, right? If in a few years there is a possibility of the season opening. Right. So we're exploring the option of, um, you know, what our angling public would like to see as well as how that would affect the lake biologically if we did not have the fall closure and we did leave it open to year-round fishing. Um, so there's, we have an online survey that people can go look at. And I think Ashley will put that maybe as an attachment or something to our podcast, uh, to be able to go, you know, type it in. There is also an angler survey Dropbox form that's located at the Douglas County boat ramp on the right hand side, as you're looking at the lake. And in those, um, Dropbox forms, there's also a, a one question survey, uh, whether you would like to see the lake open year round or not. And then on the back, uh, people are feel free to, um, you know, input whatever whatever they want to tell us about <laughs> that. You know, we get a lot of different kinds of answers. Some are good. No, you know, we've we've honestly got some good 
options and some good input from people on those. So I encourage people to, to tell us what they're thinking and what they like about it and what they wouldn't like about it and how it would affect them. And it's easy enough. One question. Yeah. And then yeah, add some comments. And exactly. Yep. Would you like to see it open year round? And then if people have questions about it, they can, you know, call and ask us and we can explain the, the biology of how it would affect the lake. Um, we anticipate the, the effects on the overall fishery would be low. Uh, we don't think it'll it'll happen. All right, we don't think it'll change a lot of what the the anglers see out there on a on a normal basis. Okay. Yeah. So it shouldn't have too negative of or right. any negative impacts. Really. Right. So the probably overall you'll see a little bit of a drop in the um, average length of fish because like I do meant like I mentioned earlier, it is a put grow and take fishery. Mm -hmm. So there that grow part would be reduced by three months throughout the year. Gotcha. So. So, Chris, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Let's say there's somebody out there uh, listening listening to us right now that uh, has never fished Topaz and wants to go over there, wants to go down there for the opener. How do you fish it? What do you fish with? Good what would be question. your recommendation? So, what we see a lot of anglers successful from the bank. So, if you have a boat, you've probably been out there. You know how to fish. You have a little more experience with it. If you're going out there for the first time and you're going to fish from the bank. Um, anything goes. I mean, it's a regular trout fishery. So you try to kind of get out as far as you can with your baits, whether they're, um, you know, power bait or um, even Rapalas do really well. You know, a smaller, um, uh, a gray Rapala, which can mimic some of the, the forage fish in there, uh, like Tui Chub and other things. Or you can get super bright, flashy ones that the trout just can't avoid. Um, and or just Duncan power bait. That that's a very popular, easy way to catch fish out there, and it always seems to work, you know. Right. And so, it's pretty easy. It doesn't take a lot of expertise to go out there and have a good time and expect to be able to catch some fish. Um, if you do have some experience and you do have a boat, that those catch rates are higher. You know, the guys from boats that do trolling, they'll even get some downriggers later in the year. Um, you know, January the fish are still pretty high in the water column, and you don't really need to get down to them too deep. But once surface temperatures warm up, the, the fish will move down a little bit. Um, and they just use big flash rigs, you know, with spinners or, or even trolling Rapalas, like I mentioned earlier. Those are pretty easy ways to just have a nice day on a boat cruising around and, and catch some fish. That is one of the nice things about Topaz is that you can fish from the shore and yeah. have quite a bit of success. Yeah, yeah. How about, say, night crawlers? Yeah, yeah, it, it all works. Now, is there anywhere down there near the lake where say I wanted to buy some worms or some salmon eggs or power bait? There's a couple places in, um, like the Topaz Lodge right there has a has a gas station, and they also have their, their annual fishing derby that you can check in your fish there. I think the two-pound minimum to enter their derby is still in place, um, and they have lots of tackle and gear and everything like that there, and a lot of people will even stay at the lodge there at the casino um, over over the New Year's holiday and then go fishing. Um, Douglas County Parks and Rec also operates a big park that's there on the lake, and they have the, the main public boat ramp right there. And they have gone to a year-round season, um, for the, so the park is now open year-round, which goes into our um, investigating the year-round fishing season also. Uh, and they have, they've changed it from a, a manned kiosk at the entrance to a, an all 
electronic kiosk where you just go type in your number and swipe your card and you get your, oh, nice. your thing. So they've changed Very a little cool. bit of their operations at the lake too to try to make it easier for people to get in and out. Um, and so, yeah, any anywhere along there, there's wow. one thing that I always do try to mention to people that are going out there. A lot of that, uh, the popular fishing areas on the north shore next to the main road is owned by the irrigation district, the Walker River Irrigation District. And uh, they occasionally have to go and, and clean up a lot of trash from people that just leave it on the beach and, and cause some problems there. And um, so we please ask that people pack it in, you yeah, know, pack, up after pack yourself, it up, yeah. pack it in. Leave yeah, no if, trace. Please, please do. Yeah, especially there because we've had some issues in the past. So please and clean up after yourself. Probably yeah. also a good time uh, for those folks uh, with boats going down there for the opener to remind them to have all their uh, required gear for the boats and first and foremost is life jackets. I know we had a very unfortunate incident happen at Topaz this past year, so we don't want yes. to see any more of those in the future. So please, please bring your life jackets. Yes. yes. Let's get into that a little bit more, but right after this quick break, you're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking about the upcoming season opener at Topaz Lake. And right before the break, we were saying, you know, it's a great spot to go. It's a lot of fun. But as with everywhere else, you do need to prepare your boat, prepare, um, just know weather conditions before going out there. So do you guys want to expand on that? Sure. So one of the things that I've seen in the past when there is some weather that moves in, um, especially during January when when fishing's good and it gets a little bit busier out there is the boat ramp can get icy uh, just from the in and out of people from the lake and um, on the um, the walkways and the ramp itself can get pretty snowy and icy also so just be careful be aware of your surroundings um, and if there's six inches of snow you know don't try to launch a boat because you might not be able to get it back out yeah uh, so just be smart and um, and keep an eye out for other people out there too try not to uh, you know, if you get foggy conditions, sometimes it's hard to see where you're going in your boat. So slow down, um, and take it easy and, and dress warm because it does get cold. Um, so yeah, just be smart. Just prepare ahead of time. Yeah. And like Chris, other Chris was saying, um, there are amenities out there. So if worse comes to worse, head into the lodge do they have uh, you said there's gas stations mm -hmm. there's yeah. probably gift shops yeah if you if you get cold uh fishing you can always run up to the lodge and get a get a warm meal and they've got a, a restaurant there and casino and in a bar you can even watch some bowl games on new right. year's day yes. why not mm -hmm. go fishing then Very go much. in eat some food watch <laughs> some ball games it's a good time and then um you would also anything else people should do like say they're actually going out on the lake boating um just have life jackets. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned AIS. Yeah. So make sure you have your, your stickers up to date um, and make sure you're, you know, aware of the AIS issues that are in the state and why we um, make sure to say clean, drain and dry and things like that. Uh, we don't want people moving around 
um, species that can be harmful to the ecosystems of, of our waters, such as New Zealand mud snails or quagga mussels or zebra mussels or those kinds of things. Um, we know they exist in and around some of our waters, and we want to make sure that they um, either stop the spread where they're at or don't get spread anymore to new waters. So um, just be aware of that when you go out also and make sure that we're not um, harming the ecosystem while we're out there trying to enjoy it at the same time. Very good information. And for those that don't know, AIS is aquatic invasive oh, species. Yes, so like Chris said, course. I'm the one that said I, AIS in the first <laughs> place and didn't explain it. So that is things like mussels, just non-native right. species We should in the probably water. say, uh, we take it for granted because we live so close here, here in Reno right now, but for those that aren't from around here, Topaz Lake is on Highway 395, uh, oh. just south of the Minden Gardnerville area. <laughs> And it straddles the Nevada-California border on Highway 395. We forget. Yeah. It's hard when <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to remember all these specifics yeah. and details. That's why we brought Chris <laughs> C in here. Exactly. <laughs> with a He's C. good with this stuff. <laughs> so uh, some so good information. It's less than a two-hour drive from Reno. And, and most places around western Nevada, you can be there in less than two hours. So it's, it's worth the drive to go out there Definitely. if you're looking for something to do fun on New Year's Day. Definitely. And then um, also ahead of time, know the regulations. What did you say? The mm -hmm. Yeah, so five, five trout is our limit. Um, it's also five warm water fish, which includes, or it's 15 warm water fish, but uh, five of those can be black bass, which is includes the smallmouth. So you can have five fish, um, and generally you don't catch both at the same time. Um, usually the trout guys that are out there fishing catch trout, and if you're targeting bass, you catch bass. Um but it could happen. Occasionally we see every once in a while somebody will snag a bass in January or, you know, hook into a trout in September. But usually it's a pretty, um, there's a dichotomy. Dichom, di dichotomy. <laughs> dichotomy. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> Do we have any uh, size restrictions on trout no, there? No, no, no. So there's no size restrictions or um, special tackle restrictions. You can use what you'd like, um, keep what you want, and uh, have a good time. So nice. it's, it, we make it pretty user-friendly out there. Very cool. So Topaz is an option, but Chris, you don't just stay on Topaz. There's other waters you oversee. So any other um, places people might want to check out this yeah. new year? So in February, we'll have our opener for Mason Valley uh, Ponds. I know you guys have uh, briefly touched on the fishing aspect of Mason Valley in a previous podcast, but... Um, I want to make sure that people know we are doing a pond renovation project on several of the fish series ponds, which includes Bass Pond, Crappie Pond, and North Pond. Those three ponds were draining. Um, we're going to revamp them. We're going to get rid of some cattails. We're going to improve some access as well as some of the habitat there and then restock them this spring. So uh, be aware those are, those are works in progress for those ponds. Um, the other ponds out at Mason Valley that'll also, you know, open in February is at the same time, um, is Hinkson and then the Fort Churchill cooling pond. Um, and both are fishing very well. They, they both did great last year as well as, um, it, we anticipate them both fishing very well this year. Uh, we stock both with trout, both have great largemouth bass fisheries in them. Um, the cooling pond has, has been getting better for even catfish, um, later in the summer when that when the water temperature warms up, we'll stock those. And there's been some carryover from our channel cats in there. So there's been some pretty nice fish coming out of both of those ponds and population numbers are high. So I would anticipate um, 
good fishing for those also, you know, and, and mostly for trout in February when it starts. And then later in the year, May, June is when the largemouth fishing starts to pick up. Very good to know. Yeah. yeah. And so those projects, what, what all, what all are we doing to the ponds? Those so we diverted the water from them. So we drain them down as far as we can. We're getting rid of um, common carp is one aspect of it. So we're draining it down so that we can um, hopefully either remove or drain uh, remove all the fish or drain the ponds completely. Uh, we salvaged as many fish as we could out of the ponds this uh, summer and we put them into Hinkson and other places and we'll take them back and put them in there after the pond renovation project is done. Um, but we're hoping to deepen some of the channels. Um, we're going to get rid of cattails in a lot of the areas through um, herbicide application as well as burning. Uh, so we'll improve some access, we'll create more um, depth to the habitat, and then reintroduce the fish that we want in there and not have some of the invasive, you know, problematic fish such as common carp that were in there before. So that's kind of the, it's a three-pronged kind of um, improvement project. Yeah, that's that a good way. project. So in the yeah. long run, it's going to have a really good impact on yeah. fishery. Yeah, right. So. so through our what we've seen in the past out in those ponds is it takes about five or six years for the largemouth fisheries to recover um, when we start a project like this. So it'll be a few years before it gets really good. But it'll um, be worth it. it. It'll be worth it. Yeah, there's some, the uh, potential to grow big fish out there is high. So there's, we're, we're hoping that it does really well. Cool. And um, a plug for our more episodes of this podcast, however you're listening, um, check out our SoundCloud stream. And we did, as Chris mentioned, do a whole podcast on Mason Valley and all the opportunities out there. It's another good spot mm-hmm. to go fish, but there's also wildlife viewing and hunting. And hunting. Just a beauti- yeah. hunting. It's a beautiful area to spend your I guess that'd be after New Year's. I was going to say New it Year's is. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> so don't, don't go, go out, out there, yeah. there New Year's Day. So you but. can go out there hunting right <laughs> yeah. now, but we we cha- we split the um, user base out there between hunting and fishing. So when the hunting season closes is when the fishing season opens. That yeah. makes sense. And we try to reduce conflict that way because they're, they're not real big ponds out there. So there there can be, you know, you don't want somebody cruising around in a float tube while somebody's got their decoys sitting out there trying to hunt <laughs> exactly. at the same time. So if you're hunting on New Year's Day, you're right. head out there sure. and then yep. spend, uh, if you're fishing, spend it at Topaz. Right. And anywhere else, anywhere else. I mean, we have a few minutes left. Um, so you want to direct people to? Yeah. Some of the fisheries that typically do well, well, in the fall are our rivers. The Truckee River does pretty well in the fall as well as the East Walker River which is one that I manage. Um, and both seem to be recovering pretty nicely from drought. That's you know, we talk about that a lot, but it's a big deal in our world, um, how effect, how big of an effect these droughts have, especially on our rivers. Um, so those, those rivers seem to re- be recovering nicely from, from the effects of that. So um, they do get pretty cold, though, and so you start having to fight ice on your, on your lines and slippery rocks and yeah. things like that. So it, it does get a little bit more difficult in the January and February. Um, there's it's guys that do it though. There's yeah, guys you can that fish do it. East Walker. Yeah, you can do it. Winter, it's yeah. it's open year round. You hey. know, you can go do it. Um, but it's difficult. It's not yeah. beginner level stuff. Right. So. I feel like you're giving a nice map to people though. Like go here this time of year, then go Topaz in January, Mason mm-hmm. Valley in February. Sure. So you could plan it out to hit all these places. Absolutely. There's year round fishing in Nevada. There's no doubt about that. If you want to go have some fun, we'll find a spot for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then for those who do like ice fishing, head over to Eastern Nevada. 
Yeah, most of the ice fishing that happens in the state is over on the eastern part. Um, you know, Elko, White Pine Counties, those reservoirs over there. South um, Fork Reservoir, Wild Horse Reservoir, uh, Wilson, Cummins, mm-hmm. Cave Lake, Illapah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Eastern, that's some eastern and northeastern Nevada is generally the best for our ice fishing. And then just, again, be prepared before going out there and check ice conditions. Absolutely. That's very important with ice fishing. So. Yeah, that's some of Shank's old stomping grounds. Absolutely. Over in, Over in the eastern yeah. side. Exactly. <laughs> and in southern Nevada, year-round, it's warm enough there to be fishing. Yeah, so this time of the year, we do a lot of stocking in the urban ponds down in Las Vegas. And um, it has cooled enough down there that our trout can survive and do well in some of the ponds down there. So there's there's a lot of stocking and fishing that happens down in, in the urban areas around Las Vegas um, this time of the year also. And send us a message on Facebook, too, because we there is a number. I just don't have it off the top of my head, and you could actually call that number if you're in southern Nevada, and they give you all the stocking updates. That's an easy way to check that out. We're constantly asked about stockings and urban ponds mm-hmm. down there. Yep, two of the most clicked-on pages on our website, fish stocking and the fishing, fishing report. Fishing report, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody wants me. to know where fish are going <laughs> and how yeah. the fishing's around the state, and so we try to keep those updated as best we can but if you have anything to add you guys can always send us a social media private message and we'll add it into the fishing report or anything like that so and then one last time we're almost out of time um people could get involved if they do want to see the season at topaz be a year-round season um Mm -hmm. you said visit kiosk at the lake right so right at the douglas county boat ramp that we mentioned it's on the north side of the lake the main access um to where where most of the public goes to fish um, on the right-hand side, as you're looking at the lake, there's a, a metal box with uh, forms, half-page forms with pencils in it, and they can fill out the form with, um, you know, their angling information for the day, how they did, how many fish they caught, that kind of thing. Helps us keep track of how the fishery is doing as well as um, how happy people are with the experience that they're having there. And then also on that, they can provide feedback as to uh, what they would like to see a a change in season look like or if they would like to keep it the way it is or, you know, provide us suggestions also, any kind of that stuff. We're always Um, taking suggestions. Always. And Ashley, you mentioned social media. There's been a lot of pictures lately of... people with some of the fish that they've caught all around the state of Nevada oh, that, we love that we've seen on social media. If somebody catches, say, you know, a, a really nice fish at, at Topaz on the opener, how do they go about getting it to you and getting on the Nevada Department of Wildlife social media? If they want their shot at fame, um, all they need to do <laughs> is send us a direct message either on Facebook, Instagram, whichever one you prefer. And we see all those messages. It's Aaron and I that yep. answers those. So um, if you send them in, they will be posted. We save every single message um, with pictures. So even if it's not posted right away, we will post those. So share them with us. We love those pictures. Awesome. So very cool. And also we'll post some more information about that survey too. We'll give people sure. an opportunity who aren't out at the lake to take part in that as well. So keep an eye on our social media and thank you guys for both for being here. Absolutely. Bet. Thanks for having us. Of course. And thanks everyone for listening.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.